Welcome to a special Bracketology edition of the Fresh Take podcast brought to you by Craig's Power Equipment. Say goodbye winter and hello spring with seasonal savings at Craig's Power Equipment. Right now you'll find all snow blowers at cost. Save 10% off all in stock aerators till March 15th. Now's the time to get your mowers and trimmers in for service before the spring rush. And don't miss out on our open house April 28th. At Craig's Power Equipment, all purchases are service on site and ready to go. And all warranties are handled locally. See Craig's Power Equipment on the corner of Wasatch and Vermaho in Colorado Springs. We want to welcome in Patrick Stevens, contributing college sports reporter for the Washington Post. And Patrick uh, it is March Madness. Selection Sunday is only a few days away. And let's just talk about some bracketology. Who's in, who's on the bubble, and who's out. And uh, let's just start, first of all, here in Colorado Springs. Of course, we follow the Mountain West Conference with Air Force, Colorado State, and those schools. Uh, how many teams come in in the uh, Mountain West Conference get into the big dance this year? I think that number is going to be three or four when all is said and done. I, I think San Diego State and Boise State have both built really strong profiles. I think San Diego State's probably looking at about a number five seed at this point. Boise State's more like a nine or a ten. Uh, and then you got two teams in Utah State and Nevada that certainly are going to have a chance to solidify their spot in the field. You know, Utah State, you know, aside from that stretch in mid-December where they lost to Weber State and SMU in a span of like four or five days uh, has really put together a nice profile, has played well down the stretch, and it would not surprise me at all to see Ryan Odom's team go ahead and, and just win the darn tournament altogether. Uh, and then you got Nevada, which you know had done a lot of great work all season and then just picked a, an awful time uh, to go have two of its worst performances of the season you know, losing at home to UNLV, but more importantly, losing that game, I believe it was to Wyoming last Monday. Uh, and so, you know, Nevada, I think, has some work to do uh, in the Mountain West tournament. You know, the, the fifth team that we were talking about for most of, you know, January and February is New Mexico, uh, and that's a team that really just faded down the stretch. And I have a hard time seeing the Lobos being able to earn an at-large bid for sure. And, and frankly, the way they're playing, it's, it's hard to imagine they're going to stick around Vegas too long anyway. Over in the Pac-12, Arizona and UCLA are the obvious locks for the big dance. But there are a number of teams on the bubble, Patrick. Yeah, I think Southern Cal's actually in pretty safe shape, too. I mean, I think that for the Trojans, it's a matter of just don't do anything silly. And frankly, I believe they're a three seed, if I recall right. Uh, and so there's probably a decent chance that they might just see Arizona State, which is a solid enough team. And obviously, it, it has some work to do here. You know, the Sun Devils had a chance to really improve their hopes uh, this past weekend going to the L.A. schools and lost both games to USC and UCLA. Uh, I think that they are probably the team that's closest to being able to play their way in more than anybody else among the teams that are outside the field at the moment in the Pac-12. You know, I would also say Oregon's a team that has a chance to make things a little more interesting if it can go on a run. The, the sort that we've seen Dana Altman's teams do plenty of times not sure this team is capable of it, uh, but certainly the Ducks team to watch in Vegas this week. Could you see the CU Buffs making a run and possibly winning uh, this tournament to get that automatic bid? 
not not seeing that this year. I mean, that, that's just a team that's been really, really inconsistent. And the fact is, is you know, I believe they're in that eight nine game. So the thought of them, you know, beating UCLA on a neutral floor feels a little tough there. Although, you know, credit to Colorado for for having played the Bruins as tough as they did a couple weekends ago. Yep. Uh, let's head over to the East Coast and look at some of the uh, other conferences. The ACC having a down year this year, but uh, still a, a good number of teams uh, have a chance to make the tournament. I'm looking at maybe possibly five. Yeah, I think I think you'll definitely see five uh, out of there. You know, Virginia, and Miami are both in really good shape, along with Duke. You know, I think Pitt and NC State are kind of in don't mess up mode. Don't give a reason to get left out. So, you know, if you're Pitt, you want to beat Florida State tomorrow. If you're NC State, you want to beat uh, Virginia Tech or Notre Dame. Uh, and then after that... <laughs> what do you think about uh, North Carolina? Yeah, North Carolina is a team that has a lot of work to do. They just have not uh, picked up a lot of quality wins this season, even though they've had their chances to get them. And so I think if you're North Carolina and you're staring at a first game against a Boston College or a Louisville, uh, not going to help you. Second game would be against Virginia, would help you. Third game against Clemson or um, NC State or Virginia Tech or Notre Dame, only going to help you so much. I, I think if you're North Carolina, you're probably looking at having to make a run all the way to Saturday in Greensboro to the final day of the ACC tournament to have a realistic shot of being selected as an at-large. The Big East Tournament getting ready to get underway in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. Creighton, Marquette, UConn, Xavier, Providence, uh, any other teams getting in out of the Big East? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody else ultimately does. Villanova's been playing better of late. It got off to such a lean start, and, and so much of that has to do with getting Justin Moore back from injury to point guard. Uh, you know, Seton Hall's had some moments, and they, they certainly uh, swatted Providence the other day. Uh, but I, I think both Providence and Villanova are a little too far off uh, to realistically be able to get in without winning the conference tournament. And, and I would tell you that Providence's profile, the more that you look at it on paper, the more it looks a little vulnerable. And so mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, if you're Providence, it, it wouldn't hurt you to go beat Connecticut in the quarterfinals on Thursday just to play it safe. Uh, rapid fire here. We'll start it in the Big Ten. Who gets left out out of these four teams? Michigan, Penn State, uh, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. That's a motley contingent, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I think right now, right now, I, I, I would say that, that the teams that get left out are, are Michigan, in part because of having just a, a dreadful loss to Central Michigan on the profile. Uh, and, and I think that Penn State probably just barely misses, but they're close. You know, Wisconsin has a bunch of high-end victories, as does Rutgers. The committee has a long history of valuing high-end victories. Uh, and so as of now, I would say that Rutgers and Wisconsin are the two teams that are in, uh, but that's a fairly fluid situation here this week. I would recommend all of those teams to win at least one, if not two, games out in Chicago to solidify their status. And does the entire Big 12 make it into the tournament? Not quite the entire group. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we can safely count out Oklahoma and Texas Tech at this point. Uh, but 
I, I do think that if you're West Virginia, you're probably in anyway, but it certainly wouldn't hurt to go beat Texas Tech in the first round. And Oklahoma State, I think, is right there at the edge of the field. Could really use a victory over Oklahoma just to make sure that they're in decent shape. And if they could win twice, then I think it would be a no-doubt-about-it situation for the Cowboys. As we sit here in the middle of the week, who are your four number one seeds and your overall number it, one seed? I think the overall number one seed remains Alabama. Uh, oh, really? Their profile is, I think their profile is still pretty similar to Houston's. Um, and so they've got a head-to-head victory as well. I think that does matter. I think Kansas is a team that's going to be, you know, with the 15 quad one wins, definitely stands out. And if you wanted to make a case for them as a number one overall seed, I would certainly hear that. Uh, and then the fourth one being Purdue. But I have a feeling that if you see UCLA breeze through the Pac-12 tournament, uh, that there's going to be a decent chance for them, uh, for UCLA to move up to the uh you know to to the number one line i think it's six teams for four spots there uh basically alabama houston kansas purdue ucla and texas all right patrick stevens of the washington post talking a little bracketology as we're approaching selection sunday this weekend patrick thank you so much thanks so much for having me